purple pants. It's the purple pants. Baby boy, it's your girl. You know the TikTok star, Warren Ashley Beck. I'm about to hit the woe right now. <laughs> I just wanted to say I miss chatting love after lockup with you, baby boy. But you know what? In the meantime, I'm going to be rocking with the purple pants posse and listening to whatever you got. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to unwind? You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to get your snack? You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. I am your host, Bryce Isaiah, and I'm so excited that you clicked that button to listen to this episode. Welcome. How's everybody doing? Welcome to all my first-time listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What took you so long? And to my Purple Pants posse, what's up? We've got a really great episode for Everyone this week, I'm truly proud of this episode. It it really means a lot to me. Before I even go into all of that, last week's episode, Let's Get Fiscal with Justin Sullivan, I loved. And if you have not checked it out, baby, go back and run that episode back and let's get fiscal and get into it. But this week's episode, I'm really excited. It really touches my heart in a number of different ways. And I'm I'm really proud of this episode. I'm really proud of this platform that I have built um, of a space of inclusion, a space of love, a space of positivity, a space of ratchetness, a space of spicy, bricey, just a space that I truly can let my hair down and be myself. And I'm so grateful that you guys have come on this road trip with me because that's basically what it is. It's really like a road trip of my life. And just listening back to old episodes and listening to to episodes that I'm currently recording. I'm just really proud and I'm grateful. So I just want to take this time to say thank you for everybody that's been there with me. But what's been going on? I don't know about y'all, but in Philly, it was 82 degrees on Saturday. And I wanted to slide into my two-piece bathing suit, but baby, the belly was hanging over. So I had to, you know, put the two-piece back and put the two-piece and biscuit down and, you know, drink some water because, you know, it's going to be a hot boy summer and I got to get ready. And getting ready for the summer, I actually took the Pfizer vaccination this week and I was really excited about it um, and I just want to share with you my experience so as you know I'm a social worker and in my opinion I'm an essential worker the population that I work with is the elderly 65 and above the most at risk and the company that I'm working for they are really pushing for us to get back into the community and it's really been upsetting to me that my job is really like we got to get back. We you like kind of forcing us to get back into the homes of the community. And we had a town hall meeting with our director and CEO of the company. And, you know, during the town hall meeting, you know me, I had to come off mute and chat. And I'm saying like, I, I feel that it, it is important for us to go out in the community and to ensure the well-being of our participants. But in order to do that, don't you guys feel as a company, you should be providing us with vaccinations or ensuring that we are vaccinated before you're putting us at risk and even more putting the population that we serve at risk. And the answer to the us that they had was that they are working with our 
local government or state government to be able to get the vaccinations. So I'm like, okay, in my mind, I'm like, well, how you want us to go out into this community and see these people? But it's really about the dollar signs. They really, but anyway, that's another story for another day. So I've been on this search to get vaccinated because I really want to get vaccinated. I haven't really spent any time, meaningful time with my mom in over a year. And I, I, you know, for me personally, I want, you know, Barb's message. I want to be around my mom. And so there haven't been a lot of resources here in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia to get vaccinated. Now over at Temple University, my Arma Mata TU, what's up? They had a, uh, a open vaccination where they opened up the Leah Court Center to vaccinations largely in with the Black Consortium doctors. Shout out to them because they've been really doing a great job to make sure that our black and brown people are getting vaccinated. But they do this like open call where it's literally like a cattle call. And you when they first opened it up, people were in line for five hours. And <clears throat> excuse me, I ain't waiting in no line for five hours to get on vaccination. Like, I want the vaccination, but Baby Boy wasn't doing that. And it was really getting frustrated because um, in all purposes, like, I am an essential worker and it is important for me to get vaccinated to help serve the communities that I serve. And so it was really frustrating. And... I'm like, well, I'm going to just have to just wait until, you know, the time comes. I've been on several email lists uh, stating that I'm an essential worker. And, you know, they said, oh, when the vaccination comes available, we'll email you. But over last week, I got a, a phone call from my girlfriend in California. And she was telling me that she got the vaccination. And I'm like, well, girl, how did you get it? Because it's so hard. And I'm going to share with y'all the tea that I got. Now, depending on what state and where you're at um, and and when you are eligible to get it. But listen, the plug, the plug, the plug for me, again, I can't say enough. I'm an essential worker in the sense that I'm a social worker and I have to ensure the safety and well-being of our senior citizen population. So I got the tea that Walgreens has the vaccine and you literally can go to your Apple Apple store, your Google playlist, download the Walgreens app, register as a Walgreens user, and you can click get vaccinated. And you click get vaccinated, you answer a couple of questions, and if you are in the... If you're in the realm that you're able to get it, you can proceed to scheduling to get your vaccination. And when I tell you it was literally took me three minutes. Now, the recommendation that I give to y'all is they are scheduling only two days out. So get up early one morning, like six, seven o'clock, get on that Walgreens app and register. And literally I registered on Wednesday. I got my vaccination appointment for the next day. Now, the only the caveat to that is you don't get to choose the Walgreens that you go to. So there are Walgreens around the corner from my house. The Walgreens that they took me to was in Center City, which was not a problem. I will gladly drive 20 minutes to Center City as opposed to waiting outside in whatever the conditions are outside the Leah Core Center. And so for me, it was really a, a pleasant experience. I went to the Walgreens, told my appointment. It was only me and another person in the waiting room. Um, the nurse practitioner came out, answered a couple questions. They... 
gave baby boy that Pfizer and I waited 15 minutes and I was good to go. I went home. Um, I still had to go to work. I was still, I, you know, t- uh, uh, little sick time real quick, little couple hours right there. Went back. I felt great. The next morning I woke up, my arm was sore and I didn't really have any adverse effects. And that was my experience. And what I love about the Walgreens app is that when I made my first appointment, they automatically put me in for my second appointment. So I know the date and time that I'm going to get my second appointment. Now I have read and I've been listening and watching a lot of other people. They've said the second shot might put your baby boy down. So in a month, I will come back and report to you uh, how I'm feeling. But I'm really excited that I was able to get part one of the vaccination doing my part. I'm still wearing my mask. I'm still socially distanced. But for me, it's really exciting that in a month times, I'll be able to like spend the night at my mom's house and really be able to kind of just and cherish my mom and cherish loved ones that I have not been around um, in a while. And it would be perfect time for uh, my mom's birthday her birthday's in may and so by that time i should be fully vaccinated so i'm excited so i just wanted to you know bring the posse the news that i got and you know just keeping you updated um but back to this episode live in your truth i am so proud and so excited and i really hope that when you guys listen to this episode that you get something from it because baby when i tell you the spirit was moving whoo the spirit was moving so the rundown for this week's episode is i got two church announcements for you boom boom and then this is a casual tea episode so we welcome back the boy amon aldwin and we talk about spring break 2021 we talk about senator brian kemp in this overhaul of voter laws that he just passed in georgia we talk about the rapper waka flocka and his wife tammy roman um dealing with her daughter coming out And, you know, that conversation really led into a really honest, vulnerable, open conversation that Ahmad and I had about what it is being a black gay man and the traumas and the the things that we have to overcome to just live in our own truth. And it's really important that you guys listen to that because baby, baby boy was shedding some tears listening back to that. And we also touch on little Nas X. Then we've got advice with Bryce and freak of the week. So listen, buckle up, put your seatbelts on, open your heart and live in your truth. Let's get into these church announcements. And on this week's church announcements, I really wanted to just take this time to share this story that happened to me last week. And it really inspired the title of this podcast, which is Living Your Truth. And for a while now on the podcast, I've been, you know, sharing my truth with you guys and telling you, you know, I'm a gay black man and that's my truth that I stand in. And I oftentimes share with you that, you know, a lot of times, you know, I'm in my early to late 20s to, you know, mid 30s, you know, baby boy is 35. And I shared with you guys on previous podcasts, my struggle with like accepting my age. It's not that like, you know, baby boy, don't think you look good because I know I'm look delicious. But, you know, me growing up as a young black gay man in Philadelphia, I didn't really see much positive imageries, role models um, in my life of specifically what a gay black man in 30 looked like. You know, the the AIDS epidemic really kind of ravaged through our city. It did not leave me with what 
being a gay black man at 30 looked like. Didn't give me positive imagery that didn't really like I didn't have someone to talk to in different situations. And so I'm very open about that and why I stand in my truth because I want to be a beacon of light to someone. I want to live authentically in my truth and be myself. And over last week, there, the, my first job out of college, I had met a coworker and we were kiki and like, you know, just really fun. Uh, we stayed in contact and this coworker had a, at the time, a young son. And you know, you know, I've been, you, you know, Bryce loved kids and I've been involved in his life ever since I met his mom. And so, you know, family functions, you know, they would invite me to holidays, you, you know, birthdays. I would go when I would send in like, you know, I, I took a special liking uh, to her son. You know, we had a connection. And I just, you know, just always just show love. You know how I am. Uncle Bryce loved kids. And so her son now is in his first year of college and he actually was home for the spring break. And I happened to see my friend. I went over to her house and I saw her son. We said, hey, how you doing? Like, you know, just, how you doing? Look at you looking all grown. Like, you know, all, all of that. And so later in that day her son texts me and said hey do you mind if I give you a call later and I'm like of course you know my phone is always open to you and we called me we had a, a great conversation asked him how school was and he came out to me and I was not expecting it I mean had I suspected yes but you know I know that it would never be in my place to ask someone that because I know that that's their truth and it's their time if they want to come out it's for them you can only just be yourself and so this young man really just shared with me that, you know, he, what he was struggling in and how he felt. And I was able to share with him. I had those exact same experiences and I was just able to shed light and to shed my experiences. And I, I just in thinking about it after, you know, we hung up, I, I got emotional and I started crying because I really like like I, I thought about the magnitude that like what he must be going through and the fact that he felt as though he couldn't talk to anyone. And then he said, when he saw me that day, it all clicked. And he was like, I know Bryce would know what it's like. And I wanted to reach out to him. And it just made me think of during that time, they were like, you know, I, I, I knew of other LGBTQ people, but I never would have felt comfortable coming out to them and just accepting it. And the fact that he felt so comfortable, he felt like, you you know, it just really meant a lot. And for me, it was like a full circle moment in the sense of here I am talking about the role models that I did not have and why I live in my truth. And here me living, oh, I'm getting, ooh, and me living in my truth and being myself had inspired this young man um, to, to, to want to come out to me, to want to, to want to build that connection, to want to like use me as a resource. And it, it really touched my heart, Purple Pants Posse, because it was like what I did not have. And, you know, growing up being a gay black man and to know that what I did not have, I could be for somebody else. I just, I can't tell you what that means to me. And I, you, you it, it just, Live in your truth is really what I want this church announcement to be is living your truth, whatever that is. Don't be scared. There will be obstacles no matter what, but live in your truth. And you just never know what living in your truth could do for someone. You never know what barriers you could be breaking. You may not see it, but baby, believe they are seeing and watching you. And I just, I just want to leave the church announcement on that is living your truth. And we got one more church announcement for you.
Hey, Purple Pants Posse. This is Jatia Hart from Survivor Kagayan on your church announcements. Wanted to say that we are still recruiting for the Easter pageant. We are looking for the perfect sweet baby Jesus. So if you think you can fill that role, let me know. And also, don't forget to watch STEM Queens on YouTube.com slash PhD. Episode two features Tasha Fox and me talking about The Bachelor, Bling, and how we are being the best. Praise the Lord and have a great week, Purple Pants Posse. It's a casualty with a mon and B. It's a casualty with a mon and B. It's a casualty with a mon and B. It's a casualty. And we are back, back, back. Let me get out my big Frida voice, okay? Listen, we back with the casual tea. It's the baby boy. <clears throat> now, I didn't really clear my voice, so you might be able to take me this week, Amon, but it's the <laughs> casual tea. Ooh. Go, go ahead. Have your time. The cat. Ooh. Oh, my yes. Baby. Yes. We're leaving at that because I got it. It's the casual no! tea with Amon and B. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, yes. I wasn't prepared this morning. The podcast gods are finally smiling on me and my voice. Anyway. That's all right. Back. That's what they get for showing off. <laughs> yes. All the time. All the time. But I'm so excited to have you back, Aman, for the casual tea. I feel like, you know, the, the, the world continues to deliver us goodness. And who are we to mm-hmm. deprive the posse mm-hmm. and not talk about things that we see going on? Now, this week, it was a lot, but also not a lot of stuff going on. I think there was like a lot of stuff going on in the, the social circles and like the TV shows that I personally watch that I maybe not like talk about on the podcast, but nevertheless, I still think it is a lot going on. So I'm excited to dive into the casualty with you. But before we get into all of that, how you doing? How's how's everything? Everything is great. Um, I am loving this weather that we had this past week. Ooh. We had some sun shine and some warm weather uh in philly it was like 81 degrees the other day i was living my life man i loved it so much there were so many people out and about Mm. please still wear your masks and all that but i was i was enjoying this lovely spring that we are getting man i just cannot wait for people to get vaccinated so that we can actually have like some bit of normalcy in this spring and this summer i'm excited yes I was so excited as well. And I always, I was like telling a couple of my friends this, that I always, you know, I focus on like, you know, my seasonal affective disorder. And I'm like, oh my God, from November to March, we're in like, like darkness. And then I was like doing the math the other day in my head. I'm like, well, it's really only four months of that. And the rest of the months were on like spring, uh, like spring forward. And so I really have tried to make a conscious effort since we've mm-hmm. sprung the clocks forward to be like, 
in your mind, bitch, just think like it's think like it's the summer. Think like like treat this time like the summer because you know when the summer comes, it's always like, oh my god, it's so short. But I'm like, you know what? It let is. me treat this good weather, the sunlight. Let me just get my mind in that state of. It's the summer. Like, this is the summertime. Like, this is, the like, the good weather that we should enjoy, whether it's 90 degrees or whether it's 55 degrees, whether it's 75. Enjoy it. So, I've really been trying to take that in. And, yes, Philly was showing out this weekend. Yeah, as long as that sun is out, like, I don't even need it to be, like, sweltering hot. I just love sunshine. That just, it just, you know, lifts my mood. It lifts my spirits because... I really, yeah, that that seasonal, that sad shit, yeah, it will get you. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, it doesn't really hit me until like around January, February. I feel like I'm able to make it through the fall and beginning of winter because of all the holidays, right? Like right. September's back to school season, then you got Halloween, you got Thanksgiving, you got Christmas and all that, New Year's. So I'm able to like sort of like ride the highs of the, of the holiday season. But then once all that is over, yeah, it really like hits me like a ton of bricks. Like right mid-January into February into March, it's like, ugh, let's just bleak I mean, my birthday's thrown in there so I guess that's hey I guess that's nice but <laughs> right. but how many times on your birthday have you been like I don't know what I want to do Ugh, I don't want to do anything yeah being a winter baby can really be like that sometimes because like what do you do I mean right. you, you can do like the normal stuff for like you know going out to dinner and stuff like that but everybody <laughs> always does that like you can't like go to a beach or right. have like a nice social gathering outside somewhere go to a park because it's, it's cold so Usually, like, we'll try to do, like, winter activities. Like, I, my sister and I are really trying to... One of these years, we're going to actually do a ski trip because we love skiing. So, that yes. could be nice. I love But it. even then, it's, like, so much work to put it together because, you know, you got to get your, you know... Yeah. And especially when you only got two hours of sunlight. Like, you know, who's got the energy to, like, plan all of that? Like, it's a lot. But I think, you know, we've got a full little menu on the casual team. I was going to talk about one thing, but I think this conversation really leads to uh, another topic on the casual team. So we'll go a little bit out of order. But the first thing that we I want to put on up, I want to put up in our teacup and let brew in this hot water because we're making a casual tea <laughs> is spring breakers. Okay. Spring break, spring, spring break forever. Break. Now we know. In this country, spring break historically has been a really happy time for young people, uh, for, you know, anybody really. But, you know, for our college and young adults, we, you know, we live for the spring break. You know, back in the day, we had MTV the spring break. We had the BET spring breaks. Like, that used to be, like, the that was the pinnacle of spring breaks for me. Like, because I never, like, I would be in high school, so I would just watch MTV's spring break with everybody on the beach, like, just jumping up and down and watching these artists. And so, like, yes, you know, but I guess... The older that I got, I realized that it was like, oh, my God, spring break is the spring break in your college break. You get maybe two weeks a week off. And a lot of college students will use their not tax return money. They might. But their money from like the <laughs> spring semester that I've, I've, I've been out of college so long, I forget what it is. But, you know, when if say say your tuition is three thousand dollars and you might take out a four thousand dollar loan. So you got that extra thousand yep. dollars. Yep. You ready to live. Yep. And I'm but, still paying it off to this day. Oh, listen, me too. <laughs> me, you ain't never lie. Navi and Nat, Sally, Matt. Okay, listen. They all is still knocking. <laughs> Heavily but, on the door. Pounding okay. on the door. <laughs> and mind you, my issue with... So, this is what... Uh, I, I'm all over the place, so feel free to rein me in. Here's my issue with Sally Matt. Okay, I understand you want your money, and that's good. I've been paying my student loans on time for, like, since... 
she's been knocking at my door. But this is my issue. Is I feel like Sally Mae is just so rude. So when I pay my student loan, right, you know, they take my payment and that's it. I don't get no thank you email. I don't get no whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but the second after I pay my student loan bill, three days later, I'll get a friendly reminder. Your your payment is due. Your, Where is my payment due? I just paid you. Oh, you talk about one, next the, month. The next one. The next one. They are making sure they will let you the, 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 the minute. <clears throat> excuse me. The first day of whatever month it is. They're like, yep. Just so you know. We need that crap again. So just dig in them pockets, open your purse, and I pay mean, us. Like, well, it is geez, so, you, it's, it's so transactional. You can't send me so a thank you? Like you, like, nope. I just, I'm, no. I'm like, you just rude, Sally Mae. And I can't wait until I, like, ooh, I can't wait until you take my last penny, okay? Sally Mae is literally like uh, uh, the, little, the little gross sister from the Proud Family with her hand out the whole okay. time. Like, proud just, family, proud, proud family. You and me will always be tight. Family, uh, family every, every single day and night. night. Even when I start when acting like a acting fool. Like a fool. You know, you know I'm loving everything single single you, do. you do. You know that I can always be, can myself, always be myself around you or anybody else. else. First of all, day as day 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 you. you know, mm-hmm. there's no one mm-hmm. I love as much as you. Yeah. Pro family. Pro okay, family. That was my that was my jail back in the day when Proud Family came on Penny Powell, but even more so because you know I love Destiny's Child. And back in the day before people were really fans of Solange, I was a fan of Solange. I had her first album, Solo Star. Okay, but anyway, I know the listeners are like, what, what, what's going on here? But yes, you know they're bringing it back. They're bringing it back. It's going to be the pr- prouder, prouder than ever, something like that on Disney I'm, Plus and I really hope that Solange they, and yes, the girls I really come back hope and they re-record like and re- give us uh, another song please like they have to you have to do it it, it would be disrespectful if not but anyway yes. back to y'all spring breakers because listen let me just also clarify that uh, Bryce has left the building momentarily and Spicy Brycey is on the mic okay Ooh. Now listen, spring breakers. I know we've been trapped up, locked up in our house for a year. I know. Because I've been in my house for a year. And baby, the COVID nineteen pounds are real, okay? Cause baby, this this little this little tire I got around my belly from sitting up in the house, okay? It's real. And I know we wanna get out, we wanna but listen, and I'm just speaking personally to my timeline that I subscribe to on my phone, on my social media, which is heavily filled with beautiful, melanated people, some of them being my cousins, some of them being my friends, some of them people being I know. But y'all was showing y'all ass over there in Miami. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess the pandemic just went on pause Yep, <laughs> for spring break. So much that the mayor of Miami put in a 7 p.m. curfew. Now, mind you, that curfew ain't do nothing, okay? Because them people was out on Collins Avenue. They was out on the beach twerking. They was out singing, hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. Uh, Like, I mean, I was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> like what you like, shouldn't be laughing at this <laughs> I mean but it was just so much and don't get me wrong like I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I get it trust me I guess it 
I I want a I want I want a a a, a fat Willie's uh, fat Tuesdays. I want a slushy drink. I want to be in a two piece yes, bikini, a hurricane, like, whatever the hell you call that. Crap. Yes, I want to be in a crowd of people just screaming and shaking my dairy on like I used to do. But bang bang, and y'all getting on the airplane and y'all flying to fl- like who? It was a lot. They were they were destroying. I mean, they were destroying property, right? Like they were <laughs> yeah. they started to riot a little bit, and they were busting out windows and breaking into restaurants and fighting in the streets and running off, it not on. paying their bills. Okay, yeah. then, I don't know if you saw that video. Then the owners chased them down. They was having twin <laughs> contests that I wanted to be a part of. It was just a lot, but at the same time, and there like was, no masks. Nah. Yes, no mask. They uh, listen. I I think they thought the humidity in Florida was like killing the virus. And don't get me wrong. Yes, we all out here getting our uh, vaccines, and you know it, it's we're trying to get back to where that is normal again. But baby, we not here. And then when I especially was especially not in Florida, where they keep <laughs> yes. opening shit up every five minutes. Like, I feel like the pandemic, like, granted, yes, Florida is definitely a little. The, the demographics of Florida are different. They're more spread out. So there, I mean, there, there. I mean, in the cities, there's definitely you know still hot spots though. Like people are still catching COVID out there. So for y'all to all be congregating on the beach and twerking and rubbing your asses together and like, drinking alcohol, lowering your inability, like just not caring, yep. it's just a lot. And then when I was looking back at, um, I was on like the CDC site uh, earlier this week and seeing like the cases of new transmissions in like Pennsylvania is on a rise. And I wonder why. Yeah, <laughs> like. We just that I feel was like, like there are people. Up. I feel like there's people out here that are like are not getting the vaccine yet, or they got their vaccine scheduled, but they see all this stuff in the news about people getting vaccinated and how we're and they like, like, I'm good. like, yeah, I'm good. Like I'm good. I go well, you. You vaccinated? I don't got mine yet, but I, you probably if you good, then I'm good. Like and it's like no, baby, that's not how it works. And you still can get the. You can still get COVID if you, you have the vaccine. You can still get it with the you vaccine. Still get it. It's like we're not. Are you gonna there. die? Are you gonna get major illness? Maybe not. But like you could still pass it on to somebody else that could. Like it's still COVID out here. It's a lot. And trust me, I get it. Like I, I, again, I keep saying I get it because baby. Was I living vicariously through those stories of, like, my little cousins and my friends? Like, I definitely it just, was. It just reminded you of better times, didn't it? Uh, it was just like, uh, man. It really reminded me that, bitch, we've been in this for a year. Like A year? Like, ooh. A year. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long like, time. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's it, it's really been a, a, a long time. So, although I get the frustration, I get it. And, like, you know, you just want to, like, let go. You just want to have a moment to yourself. But please keep holding But it's on. just, like, think about, remember, like, remember, like, last year when this started to first pop off. Well, child, the problem was, but the problem was last year they still had spring break last exactly. year. Exactly. Think about it. Think about it. It was, like, famous last words. That 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 that, that kid that, was, that got uh, on TV, he was like, man, like, I don't even care if I get the Rona. Like, it is what it is. Like, we all, we only live once. And, like, a whole month later, the whole country had to just shut down because people were dying and they were they were putting bodies up in Mack trucks in NYC. Like, mm. it got real, real, real fast. Uh, like Cardi B told us. And then all of a sudden, so now now you feel like you, you are at liberty to do the exact same thing that they did last year? Like, come on, guys. Like, I get it. Like, I wanted, like, I was just telling y'all, like, it was 81 degrees out here, and I just wanted to run through the streets naked. Oh. I just wanted to be free, but it's 
You know, it's COVID. That's against the law of Pennsylvania, but I mean, you know, I, I get what you're saying, baby boy. But yeah, I was ready to go to jail. I just wanted to be free. <laughs> no, so it's a lot, and so I get it. But I just had to, you know, I just had to put that on, you know, the casual tee because, like, no, we're not at that point. Not we're yet. Not. Like we're riot not. when it's healthier to riot. <laughs> and like you know, for real, for real, y'all doing that is really prolonging when I actually could do that. So it's like it's not fair. But just remember guys And also with like this new this new law that they done passed over in Florida. Mm. Mm. It's not good because like I mean they are allowed to just like apparently they can just like people are at liberty to shoot you or kill you. Oh if they if you were in involved in a riot and it's at like their like jurisdiction to determine what a riot or what constitutes a riot. So you can literally just get shot because you're in the vicinity of a riot and get justified for like it's so like well, y'all really want to be out here wilding out that. like that <laughs> i thought that was always oh, i mean hey i mean <laughs> I, I don't think that any lies were just told just now I so i'm just i'm just trying to see what what the new news was because <laughs> it's like so what's the news <laughs> so, thought that so, was long, so anyway but, what, what's, what's the bill <laughs> right okay right so but yeah so that's the first thing on the casual seat the next thing on the casual seat child let's take it back let's keep it down south and let's take it on over there to uh miss georgia okay which also is another state that <laughs> child i guess the the pandemic ain't real because georgia just been doing their own thing for a long time but really importantly i want to talk about uh the georgia governor brian kemp he signs a controversy election oh i'm so tired of seeing his name i'm so tired okay, of his face He's been on the Purple Pants picks before in the sense when he tried to sue our good Atlanta mayor, Keisha Bottoms, for for enforcing mask mandates. And, you know, he tried to sue her because he made it so that the mandates were just mandates and Keisha could not enforce them. So they went through this long battle. So we already know what type vibes Governor uh, Kemp is giving. But. He let me just wear my little thing. <clears throat> so they signed into law this like overhaul, and it's nearly a hundred pages worth of changes, mostly Republican proposed ideas, all combined together in this overhaul of absentee and early voting rules. And the headlines are, and, and the headlines are that it adds a ID requirement for mail-in voting, replaces the signature matching process, it bans anyone from. From giving food or drink to voters waiting in line at polling places. It uh, limits where absentee ballot drops boxes can go. It adds new powers to the state election board to intervene in county election management. It replaces the secretary of state on that election board with someone elected by the general Assembly. Whew, that's a lot. The, re- the reaction has been intense by the Democrats, calling it the new Jim Crow 2.0. And tensions are high. One Democrat state representative, Park Cannon, was actually arrested last night. She opposed the bill and was knocking on the governor's door because he signed it in private. 
She says she was trying to witness it. She was released from jail, but charged with willingful obstruction of the law. And you know, a Republican uh, representative earlier in the day said this was the most decisive of political issues he's seen in Georgia in three decades. Now, a lot to unpack there, but... Uh, for the representative Park Cannon that was arrested for knocking on the door, um, you know, for essentially doing her job, representing the people that have elected her. Um, they put her in handcuffs and escorted her out of the Georgia, of the Georgia, I, I'm not sure if it's the Georgia Capitol, but I believe it was. But what I just find again so interesting about that is, uh, oh, you can, you can escort this black queer representative out. But when the instructions was over there at our Capitol, baby, you 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 just let them go. But anyway, yeah. th- I, I'm not even going to get into that. When she was just knocking on the door, uh, doing the right of her people, so I wanted to see the bill that Governor Kemp has signed into law. And you know, when most governors sign things into law, there's a press conference. You know, there's like news and talk about it. You don't hide behind doors. But anyway, I just wanted to just put that point out there. But it's a lot with this bill, and yes, a lot of people are calling it the new Jim Crow laws, and some people like oh that's been extreme like mm, like so no let's actually stop and unpack this a little bit so we know georgia has flipped from red to blue you know that we won those two senate seats we got our house of representatives so georgia is you know really being progressive it's really kind of turning it's been a red state for forever and due to the large fact that voices were heard and i you know i don't talk about this often on the podcast but you know if the amount of people that we have in the united states if everyone had access to voting like we kind of sort of know what the trends would be like and so these type of laws are specifically put into place to stop black and brown people from being able to vote from not being able them to vote and why do they want to do that because they don't want to continue to see georgia go blue they wanted to go back to these old ways that they used to be so they passed these laws like this and so it really is when people say your vote doesn't count you the, the what they're doing in georgia should show you that your vote very much so does count and they don't want it to count Okay, because and when you think about this, like think about this back to our elections as to when everything was going on, when, you know, the former disgraced president was calling these uh, senators saying, like, you got to do something. You got to take a look into this thing. And so uh, just like in Pennsylvania, like we have county by county. And so each county is able to delegate and like, you know to handle their own counties and so with this new law that georgia then passed baby they can intervene in the counties so if they would have had political pressure like they would have had this time last year from the former disgraced president they would have been able to to do something and so it Mm -hmm. is just like it's 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 a lot it's 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 just it's it's criminal it just is like you're criminalizing People giving other people food and water and, and line. Let, and let's and let's let's also break that down. So, what like why is that important? Um, 
so we don't necessarily have this problem in Pennsylvania, but anytime there is a general election in uh, Atlanta, the way that their polling system is works, we always see on the news that, you know, especially in the brown and black areas or areas that are near very heavily populated places of black and brown people, why is the polling lines always so long? Why are they yeah. wrapped around the corner? Like It shouldn't be like that. And so, a lot of the times, you'll have volunteers out there giving water and food to people because some people just literally can't wait that long. They gotta go to work. Other people, the elderly are that are, you know, that normally don't get out sometimes they blood sugar can't stand that long they out in the sun they getting dehydrated so this people volunteering giving water giving food it really encourages people to get out and vote if you got to wait in this long line we're going to get you food we're going to get you water we're going to make sure that you're able to vote doing things like this directly stop that they don't want the people to come out and whine oh you 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 gotta vote you gotta wait in this three hour line which i don't understand it's 2021 why should anybody have to wait three and a half hours to vote it's crazy because in, in, in another another part of the bill is rolling back the amount of polling places in the ones in the areas that there already are too little to begin with. It's, it's just that they're trying to make it as hard as possible. They are sick over the fact that Georgia flipped. They are sick. It is driving them up a wall. So now they are doing anything that they can to pass this law so that there are less opportunities for uh, black and brown people to vote, to make it harder for them, to criminalize friendly behavior you're you're really about to arrest somebody for trying to hand somebody a granola bar mm. i can't then, get no damn nature valley because it's a criminal act now like what is that what it's but, so blatant too it's so obvious what they're doing right but you know but these are the same senators that did not want to move forward with charges of <laughs> of for the president for inciting a riot but yet you want to hold somebody criminally accountable for giving out a granola bar and water and for me when people when you know people be like oh racist isn't real and, and when we think about it brings me back to Miss Sharon Osbourne and when we were talking and, and update on that Fox has let her go she is no longer with the talk but it brings oh, she, me back yeah, to she that she is gone uh, she's gone gone <laughs> but it brings me back to that point that you made when Sharon Osbourne was defending Pierce Morgan and she was saying like show me where he was racist show me where he said it like basically saying like did he say the n-word and like and Cheryl Underwood had to be like well no it's deeper than that these laws it's like oh people are like it's not racist that no that's not that's not the new Jim Crow it's called systematic racism yes. for a reason these yes. are the systems that they are putting into place these are like the, you you heard a redlining you heard my baby boy justin sullivan talking about in the banking and financial industry like the redlining of where people could get loans houses where they wanted people this is what it looks like in 2021 this is why people are calling it the new jim crow laws because it's like it largely will not affect the 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 Republican voter base. It won't affect them, nope. their base. It will nope. largely... They have plenty of polling places over there. You know, they can walk in. It's really nice. You know, they're probably handing out moist towelettes or d'oeuvres as you're waiting in line. You yeah, because that's it's not illegal. Really it's just the water in the canola bar. <laughs> like, but it's yeah, nice it, in it's, there. <laughs> it's just crazy. And, uh, you know, I... It, it, it's just like I, I just feel like every vote should count and it just seems like you know we and this is this is just further proof that every vote does, does count right like look at all of the stuff that they are doing to make sure that you don't vote down there 
if your vote didn't matter, they wouldn't be doing all of this. Like you, you have like there is so much power. There is so much and, power uh, in and, the public. And you better really believe. Is. They're doing things in Pennsylvania as well, too. This Georgia is not the only state. Like, these other senators, and they are, it's all over. And so it's just that Georgia is one of the first, and it's kind of like a a super hall that it just, it's crazy. And so I just obviously wanted to just bring this to the casual tea because I think it's important for us to talk about it. It's important for, you know, for people to see to understand like some people are like oh like you know they, they should have their idea like you know i'm not disputing a lot of that like you know but it is in which the manner in which that they are rolling it out and it's the manner in which that they are that when you look at the numbers of people and when you look at like you know the number of like black and brown people like between the ages of like 18 and you know 30 that have an ID. And it's like to some people that might be like, who doesn't have an ID? But depending on the circumstances and where people come from, I'm a social worker. I had to deal with a lot of like our teens, uh, our, our teenagers, our teenage population. And a lot of them, they're not taught things like that. A lot of them don't have IDs. A lot of them, and that's what they bank on because if they don't have the right foundation of a family, of someone right. showing them these type of things, then more than likely they're not going to want to go out and get it and, when it's but time to are, vote it'll be too late to yeah too late and so it's like it's this systematic thing that really trickles down that when you really see who it is affecting when you really see what handing out water does to an elderly person waiting in line um it, it, it it's really sad and again, it's 2021 in America, and this is what we are dealing with. And this is, and and you can believe that you know, coming three and a half years, this will be a, a major issue and a major talking point. Um, but again, it's really important that we encourage people to get out and vote, to to get out and get your ID, to get out and you know, to get ahead of this. Because, and like you said, it's not even it, it's so blatant that it is like. It, it's so blatant that it's it's astonishing to me, honestly. Like the edge, right. like wow, y'all are really just like. I mean, it is. Oh. It's like the fight is like the fight is is never over. You know what I mean? Like it's not like Biden winning was a huge and great thing, but it's like it it doesn't end there. There's still so much work that has to be done, so much time to like heal this country, to change the culture, to change the way that people think because. There, I mean, there are still a large contingent of people that still believe that Biden is not the legitimate president. There were people that were, um, I forget what they call themselves, but I think they call themselves sovereign citizens. They were under the impression that Trump would get uh, sworn into office again on March 5th or something. Like they were reading the Constitution and talking about how because Biden isn't the real elected president that a coup was going to happen eventually and that uh, Trump will return, like the return of the king. Like it's like there are people out here that are really are on that type of time. And so I don't under, I don't think that it's too far of the realm of possibility that there are people that are on that type of time that are that hold positions of power to enact stuff like this. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it really is. Mm-mm-mm. Right. And so I think it's important for us to talk about it and you know because if we don't then it, they just roll it into law people will never know and then when it's time for another election we act surprised when we don't know. So we got we we have to be four steps ahead of them. We've got to make sure that we are talking to our young people. We are got to make sure that we do our part as individual citizens to make sure. And I'm just for- so glad that Stacey Abrams is down there because you know that she's not here for this at all. Like Listen, she's going to do what she can to make sure that this does not 
go absolutely forward. and you know stacy abrams was really big on like getting out early really like a grassroot campaign really she like, is the reason that that state went blue <laughs> And so, right, and so, and that, and, and this is their, this is their, like, and this bill is the antichrist to Stacey Abrams. Like, you know, this is like their way of trying to refute that. And it's really sad to see, but I am a believer of, you know, good and the truth will always prevail. And I feel like when you do good and you come from a good place, now, it's not just all of that, but I do believe that like it, we will prevail in the end. Um, it's going to be uphill battle, uh, and battle keyword battle, but definitely I um, it, it's just a lot. So I just thought it was important to talk about. Um, you have yes, anything else definitely. on that topic? No, I just it's just this it's just despicable the fact that that uh, that senator was arrested or that representative rather um, was was arrested is just. Like I mean, she's just doing her job. It's it's just crazy. I mean, it's they they are they're just sick over the fact that Georgia flipped. They're so mad about it, and they're going to do whatever they can to make sure that this upcoming election cycle, even though the Republican Party is really it's still trash right now. Like, who, where is the leadership over there? Like, who are you going to prop up? You're going to go for Trump again? Really? Like, why does Trump have such a strong chokehold on that on that party? Like, your party is like dying and it's like finished. It's just it's so it's ugh. You hate to see. Well, you don't hate to see it. I love to see it actually, but it is what it is. I mean, yeah, it, it's crazy. Now, moving the casualty along, I um, something came up on my timeline feed. So I'm not sure if you guys are aware of the the rapper Waka Flocka, Waka Flocka, Waka Flocka. You know, he was big Waka, in the, the the late 2020s. He was brought on by Gucci Man. Um, he had like a couple of big party sing party singles um he has he been, came and performed at drexel one time like yes. a freshman year i think he was like the homecoming performer <laughs> that, that's like his that's his circuit it's like college students they really love like you know because i don't I, i'd be lying if i said i know any new music that waka flocka has put out now back in the day oh, when waka certainly flocka, do not <laughs> when waka flocka first came out i was really a fan of waka flocka i thought waka flocka was cute i was like yes you know but that was like damn near 15 <laughs> years ago um since then waka like many rappers like many I won't even call Waka a one hit wonder because Waka does he do got, he got, got some jams um, since you know his music career has slowed up he has turned into a reality star he has uh, his wife Tammy Rivera and they are you know they have a show on WeTV they've been on Love and Hip Hop so some of you might know them um, some of you might not but the story is important because Waka Flocka um, in the past headlines has made headlines a lot for just stating his opinion and stating his opinion, especially towards the LGBTQ community, um, definitely during like in the, the post Trump, he just definitely had a lot of opinions. A lot of his opinions, in my opinion, are what made me not like him, and especially to the LGBTQ community. And more specifically, it seemed like a lot of his opinions were around black gay men, like how he doesn't believe in, you know, just a lot of different stuff. Now, I don't want to go into put words in his mouth, but I just know that um, a lot of his statements, a lot of his comments on blogs have not been pro-LGBTQ, and more specifically, not been pro black gay men um and so they have this show tammy like meet the wakas tammy and waka so tammy has a 16 year old daughter named charlie who waka flocka is not charlie's biological father but um when tammy and waka got together waka assumed the role of charlie's father which is great to see i can't lie i do love uh, I, like i said i'd be watching these shows i watched tammy i used to be a huge fan of waka so like to see waka's like love 
and care for Charlie over the years has been great. A new Mm storyline on this season of Waka Flocka is that Charlie is having a quinceanera. She's turning 16 and she has like come out to her mom that like she likes girls, which is great. Yes, more power to you. And so it's this big uh, thing that, you know, she's got to tell or she's got to like another thing that I didn't really like was that like, you know, on the show that they made it seem like she had to like tell Waka. First of all, you don't have to tell nobody if you don't want to, okay? And that's the end. You live in your truth and they're going to have to like whatever. But anyway, you know, she her relationship with Waka was so good that like Tammy felt as though like she should tell Waka what was going on and who she wanted to bring to her Kinsieta. And so she had said that she wanted to bring a girl as her date. And the internet praised Waka because Waka was like, okay, what's the big deal about this? Like, okay, bring who you want to bring. I'm cool with that. I love you. And everyone was just like, yes, we love Waka. He's such a good parent. He support Charlie being, you know, gay in the LGBTQ. <laughs> yes. So I like, I, mind you, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, so I had mixed feelings about that, but I didn't really say anything. I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, you know, whatever I'm going to, you know, this black man supporting his black daughter who is like, you know, a part of the LGBTQ, um, you know, great. So, plot twist. There is a popular comedian on uh, the Wildin' Out show. His name is Zoe. You might know him from, like, Zoe Fridays. He twerks on the pole on Friday. He's a, a comedian. He's funny. I love him. I follow him. He, he be doing cooking stuff. He, like, you know, he also, like, any, like, popular viral videos, he'll turn into a FaceTime call and, like, talk it through. I love it. And Zoe took to his social media to give his reaction. And for me, it's always important for me to hear other gay black men's reaction to things because sometimes I'll feel a certain type of way, but because it's not the popular opinion, I, I'm i like, Bryce, no, you crazy. Like, no, no, you don't make sense. You can't say that. And so for me to hear from somebody that looks and sounds like me, Zoe, take to his social media. And he said, again, what I want to talk about is not necessarily has to do with Waka, Tammy, and their daughter, Charlie, but it has to do with a, a lot of, and specifically in the black community, um, he brought up a, a, di- a, a number of different things that I, I just, I would love your opinion, so forgive me for being long-winded. But he talked about well, how that... You know, he was so accepting and so like, you know, yay for Charlie and everyone was praising him. However, when it came a couple of months ago to Dwayne Wade and his daughter, Zaya, and we know the transition that's going on with Zaya, um, how Waka had some not so great words uh, for Dwayne or that process or when it comes to gay men and gay marriages and things like that, how Waka was not really for that. So Zoe really called a thing a thing and he said it's the hypocrisy for me and more importantly another thing that he touched on that I privately talk to a lot of my friends about a lot but I don't necessarily speak publicly is that and especially in the black community the difference of when you have a a lesbian daughter as opposed to a gay son um, that there is a hypocrisy in the community that does not like you know it seems that in our community um, and I can, again only can speak to like what my experience is is that at times and I'm not saying that a, 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 someone that is gay or a lesbian their battle is different but more times than not 
it's celebrated. It's sexualized. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like they're okay with that. But let it be a a, a, a gay black, a young queer boy or or a, a, a male to female trans uh, transition. It is demonized. It's like the, it's the it, it's just. And so Zoe really spoke to the fact that it's interesting that how Walker had nothing to do or nothing like, you know, he didn't really have anything to say about that. But just a couple of months ago, you had so much to say. And it, it's just like the hypocrisy and even Zoe said you should be careful about talking about other things that you know nothing about or has nothing to do with you because it might end up in your own house and I said ooh and so Mm. I agreed with Zoe's point that it's like oh okay so we just gonna give Waka this pass now also Tammy his wife she's a clapbacker and she clapped back at Zoe which again I feel like Tammy's here's the Tammy said a lot of bunch of stuff in her clapback I like Tammy I support Tammy um Tammy has a gay best friend his name's Shah Santiago and so like you know I love their relationship and Tammy shared with us that like you know a couple of years ago she was not for gay marriage but it was through her friendship with her for through Shad that she was able to kind of see that her ways were wrong and that she has had growth and you know so she was a very angry in this message but she did say that um is Waka not allowed to change is he not allowed to grow and it brought me back to our conversation that I had with like about this cancel culture so I I see so much in all of this like this I I can relate to what Zoe is saying in the hypocrisy of Waka Flocka and that you know he's seems to be when it comes to gay men and of things of that nature he doesn't have much to say about it but now that it's his own daughter it seems that his heart has softened and then I also agree with Tammy that okay Waka might not have said the most encouraging things but can he not change can he not grow are we not allow are we not going to allow him to do that and so I just wanted to bring this to the the casualty because I think there is a very much so complex issue and I'm just curious to know what your thoughts are on it I think that there's just so much pain between um, black gay men and black straight men because it's it's always been a really really rough relationship right because I mean we not to get too too deep into all of this but like we know the history of this country we know the narrative of like how black men were you know sort of like emasculated through slavery and everything and broken and like the the, the destruction of the black the nuclear black family was definitely a concerted effort um centuries ago and so I still feel like there's such a narrative that gets pushed um by straight men that if you are if you're gay and you're black then that's just like you you're you the scum of the earth because you're destroying what it means to be a strong black man like you are you are allowing the it, it's some hotep shit really you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I feel like there is so much strife and distrust between these two sets of people that whenever there is something like this that comes to light and somebody like Waka Flocka is being celebrated for being a good parent, which is what you should be doing anyway. Like you didn't, you, you married into this family or whatever your situation is. Like, you know, didn't nobody ask you to come up in here and be this, this child's father. That was your decision. So you then don't get to come up in this child's life and then ruin it. You know what I mean? So are we really about to give you all of this praise for a decision that you yourself made as a grown ass man? Like, did nobody ask you to come over here and parent this child? You did that. So I understand, like, if I, I don't really know much about Zoe, but I, I understand his point in that it's like, 
how like yes there is change that is allowed that there there is change that people can go through and i i don't think that anybody is above redemption but i also right. understand how much redemption is there really i understand like the the, the culture of distrust because there are, I mean, I'm not generalizing all black straight men, but there are a lot of black straight men that just aren't here for us. They don't like, they don't no. like it. They think that we're no. disgusting. They're, they, they just, they see us as, they just, they just don't see us real as real alpha. They don't see us as men. They don't. Right. And they think that we are taking away from them. So when you have those kinds of experiences with black straight men, it's like, and you see something like this, you're like, mm, I mean, has he really changed though? Because how does he feel about me? You know what I mean? Right. Which on one end is like, oh, okay, that's kind of selfish. Like this is supposed to be a moment about this particular family. Like he is doing something great for his daughter. So like, don't poo poo it. But I also think that there can be conversation that takes place. Right. That doesn't have to lead to cancellation. It could just be, hey, this is great. I love this. But I also think that there's still need the work that there's still work that needs to be done. There should I think that there still needs I don't know what Waka Flocka's personal life is like. How how is he with other queer people that aren't his that aren't his family? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. how much change is actually going on here? Because I think that that's I think that, that that's the conversation that's warranted given right. the history and given his you know, his prior actions. Yeah. So. I agree so much and I, I hate to always just bring up Wend- Wendell <laughs> in my podcast but uh, I feel like Wendell and I's friendship is a, a shining example of that like and you know I on personal levels I share with Wendell and I confide in him a lot about like why our friendship to me is so special in the sense that like I, I at times I have a distrust with black men because I feel like they all see me as certain ways and so like through our friendship and like you know through me telling him the things that I've been through for me understanding like different things like mm-hmm. he's able to go then be an ally which is why him and I celebrate our friendship so much because it is so important that you know a heterosexual black man and a queer black man can be friends and that like you know like that it I it needs to be highlighted because there are people like Waka Flocka that have a huge platform that spew this negativity at times and it's very damaging. And then it's like, okay, so then you, you do this one act on your show and it's like, oh, all this to be forgotten. Like, mm, that doesn't sit well with me and I don't like that. At the same time, it doesn't sit well with me um, to cancel him because I feel like through love, through education, um, you know, it can be we can get to a point where it's not like this but again then at the same time as me it's like well damn then I, I, I've not only got to be the abused I've not only got to be the hurt then now I got to turn around and be the teacher it's like it's such a battle uh, to be a gay black man and again some people are like oh you screaming mm-hmm. too much you say too much and like I've said earlier on i even see when I the Black Lives Matter movement was happening in the survivor community when we were all coming together to really like try to get CBS to uh to see us that you know to see 50% BIPOC you know I was very vocal in that community saying like I'm a gay black man and I think it's important for me to say that and baby the resistance that I received from some people oh (laughs) it's crazy like essentially I was told to shut up and uh, be black you are black first well no I'm actually not I'm a gay black man understand what that is oh my god oh my god oh I hate I had a conversation with somebody else. It's crazy. And it's like people don't understand that. They don't understand the fight that we go to. Like, oh, they're like, oh, the LGBTQ movement is doing amazing. Well, let's just be clear about that because in the LGBTQ community, it's a white gay man's community. We are still seeing intersectionality. Intersectionality. I don't understand why people are so freaking stupid when it comes to that stuff. 
So it's crazy. It is, it's it's a lot. They do not understand, and I I get it. Some people they they just don't, and so. Why I always come from a place of love. Why I always am like, you know, screaming from the top of my lungs. And if anyone heard my church announcements this episode, this is even the more reason that it's important for me. Um, you, so you don't know. But anyway, in my church announcements, I share that one of my coworkers from like one of my first jobs ever, um, we've been like maintained friends we even like worked together a couple of times and like you know they had a a son and their son like he in college now first year in college came home from spring break and i had told him over the spring break and he like came out to me and it was such a beautiful thing and like he was like just telling me how scared he was and that he remembers me being in his life and that like seeing me being such a a a shining star really like encouraged him to live in his truth and my story is is that me growing up when i was like his age i didn't have that i was scared to like turn 30 because i didn't know what 30 as a gay black man looked like and so i always say that like I, I i don't know and so that's why i try to live in my truth and look at me living in my truth has literally directly affected somebody around me and it's it, it, it it's just such an amazing thing that like the thing that i did not have that i speak upon is now the thing that i am literally giving to someone else and it, like just like in that moment in itself is just so powerful um and so so again, it just all translates back to them when we see these people like Waka Flocka who don't say who don't say kind things or, or who or who actively throw shade on specifically gay black men, and then turns out their daughter is in the LGBTQ community and it's smiles and sunshine. Mm-hmm. Like that you conversation gotta switch, needs to, you got to switch it up. Yeah. Then you got to switch it up because then it's like, oh, you can't be a hater because now you stopping the LGBTQ community. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying this is a a a, a, a deeply complex issue and this is my perspective and guess what I'm going to stand on it and again I'm not saying we need to cancel Waka Flock I'm not saying none of that but I am saying it right. gives me pause and it gives me like and I wanted to like right. I just I think that it's just it should not be it should not be that easy is the point it should not be as simple as Oh, you now have somebody that's gay in your family. You now have somebody that's that that's gay that that you're that you've befriended them, and now now you've seen the error of your ways, and therefore you are absolved of all of your past actions. No, like no one. It's great that he is. I think that it's great what he is doing. I think that that's awesome that he is being there for his daughter. That is and, amazing. Here, that's also what you should be doing, and it's also it doesn't it doesn't take away from the things that you have already done. We right. don't need to hang it over your head, but we just need like I'm like pardon me if I'm not over here throwing a party and I'm kind of sitting on the sidelines waiting how things happen because we you have we have been in far too many situations where these same people did not show up for us in the past mm. so it's like well you 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 have to sort of like have your chosen family as a queer person yes. you have to be sort of like very protective over the people that you let in that bubble because not everybody is here for you or they're not here for you when they really should be so it's just I think it's as simple as that and if people don't understand that then they can mm. Yeah. Far for all the hell I care for real, for real, and for, for real, and th- this this will be my last point that I made. And so I, I thought it was interesting in the black community when this Waka Flocka story happened. And again, I'm just going by the comments that I've seen because you know me, I'm a comment. I am a I have a sociological, I have a master's degree in commonology, commonology. Okay, because I like to read <laughs> the comments. Okay, I am I, I'm through them because half the time the posts don't even be funny. It's the comments, and so. For me, what I thought was interesting was that 
get uh, around this Waka Flocka story, how much praise he was getting and how much like, you know, uh, people were saying like, oh, it's the LGBTQ community. They always trying to cancel somebody. Look at this dad being a great dad. Look, okay, that's fine. But let's just rewind three months ago uh, with Dwayne Wade and Zaya and a same similar post of Dwayne Wade supporting his daughter, Zaya. And I'm reading through those comments and those comments look a world of different. Hmm. And again, this is the point mm-hmm. that I feel like Zoe was bringing up and what he was saying about how when it comes to our queer males when it comes to our trans community when it comes to like the different type of stuff it's like okay certain stuff of the gay stuff we could take but with this and that like ugh, we can like no we have to stop that because in the end it affects our children the kids that are growing up that see this that see like oh my god being gay is an issue I don't ever want to come out I don't ever want to have to tell my parents I don't ever want to have to do this because I'm going to have to be persecuted no that's what y'all are saying and it's like you're crazy if you think that it's not in your family you're crazy if you think you're not around a young person that is not struggling with their sexuality like it's crazy to think that like and so you just don't know what that type of imagery is putting out or what it sees or or what it does to them and then you wonder why the suicide rate in the lgbtq community among our black brown people is so much more mm-hmm. higher it's so much more like you know it, it it all kind of sort of comes from this and so which is why i will always and forever use if i i'm for whatever platform i have is that i will be myself i will like i've worked too hard i've been through too much and to the, come to the place that i'm just i'm just happy with being myself i like you know i don't have like you know that i won't talk about it yes. and for anybody that says that i talk about it too much uh listen there's the door goodbye yes. because what you what you not going to do for me and what you're not going to do over here is tell me what I've come through, what I like, you, you haven't walked the shoes that I've walked through. You haven't seen the things that I have seen. You have not, you, and which is why I will never tell somebody else how to feel or to whatever. Like, I come from a place of love. I come from a place of compassion. I, I choose mm-hmm. to live in my truth. And like, again, it, it, it's, this topic is, it's, it's sensitive for me because it's, it's literally my life and it literally mm-hmm. affects young boys, young girls, young, young people like myself. It affects their life. And listen. And yeah, and I, it doesn't really, it takes, it, yes, I think people don't really realize that. I think it's, it really does take a lot of work to like mend those types of relationships in your life because in the, it manifests itself. Like it's a, it takes a lot of work for you to actually be okay with the fact that like, oh my God, I'm gay. And like exactly. just in itself, like you have exactly. to go through this acceptance thing where it's like my life is over. Like I felt that. I know what that is like to be like, oh my god, I'm not going to be able to like to live the life I wanted to live. Oh my god, my people, my friends are not going to accept. Like it is like you love just, me. Like uh, my parents may disown me. Am I ever going to like? Am I ever going to be able to like fall in love? Is anybody ever going to yes. want me? All of that stuff that you that kids are going through. Kids, that they have to I, go through. And, and I know like, that kids still go through a lot. Even like straight kids go through a lot. I I, I know that, but it's like it's it, it, it like it's still like a, a separate experience for queer people where it's like right. And then this notion the of it's just, they have to the notion that they have to come out. Like, granted, don't get me wrong. I think coming out is a beautiful thing and it's great. But I hate in our society that the burden is placed on us again, the disenfranchised, to then reveal our deepest truths to you, who you. 
are not without like, I, yeah without I, knowing uh, what the reaction is going to be like you know like no but we know what the reaction is going to be like we see what the society norms are like it's like i hate that notion i hate it i hate it mm-hmm. i hate it we don't have to reveal our truths to you we don't owe you anything we are just being and we are living in our truth period yes Yes. I just like, do, do you expect your heterosexual son to be like, hey, mom, I'm dating a girl? Like, no. So don't put that on us. We don't want it. We don't. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to live, period. Like, live. Like, li- like, and when I say live, I legitimately li- mean live. Just exist. Breathe another day. Just like, literally, just, just like, just minding our own business. Own business. Like, I'm we're not try- bothering anybody. I ain't trying, like, <laughs> listen. I, like I just yeah so again like the, and that's a whole nother conversation for another conversation but just coming out thing like as if like it's it, like bitch we don't owe you that not one and not one second of it nope not one second and I, uh, here's another topic of another topic and then the thing of when people ask you do you like girls are you gay excuse me I don't owe that to you. And anybody that's listening, stop doing that. Don't ever ask somebody their sexuality. And my method is like, so for instance, me and my sister have a great, I don't know how we got here, but I guess we here, Amon. But um, me and my sister have a great relationship. And I remember as an adult, like me and my sister, like uh, she was saying to me, like, you, she was like, you never came out to me, Bryce. And, and so it really, we had a really healthy conversation and I had shared with my sister. I said, I never felt the need to come out to you. I said, I always wanted to be around you. I felt like I was truly and authentically myself and I felt like you supported me and I felt like what was understood didn't need to be said. And she was like, you know what, Bryce? I never thought about it like that. Like, yes, like what, like, you know what I'm saying? Like if I'm entrusting you with myself and my being, Mm -hmm. why do I have to tell it? Like, you know what I'm saying? My sister was like, right. And I'm like, yeah. And for people that go take it upon themselves to ask somebody like no it's actually rude it's disrespectful and it's triggering don't do it if you feel that comfortable with that person then guess what that person should come to you and it is it it, the the burden is on the person to open up to you not for you to crack the walnut and say like no so anybody that's listening a little etiquette don't do it if you suspect they might be gay if you suspect this and that then guess what continue to love on them continue to support them continue to encourage them to be themselves because guess what that is letting that young person know that you love them and you support them and guess what and if you are so gracious if you are so lucky enough that person might reveal their truth to you and if they don't guess what still love on them and still be there for that person don't don't expect them to come out to you like that like I I just I hate that notion don't get me wrong I think coming out is a beautiful thing but to put it on us like we have to like we've got to like Mm -hmm. no you can you can miss me with all of that yeah no it's it i mean just just hearing you talk about it like uh so many flashbacks just i I mean it's great into my mind of people uh, interrogating me like are you gay like right why do you why do you talk like that why do you why why do you talk like a girl why do you uh, walk like that why do you uh, do that why do you you, are you you playing with barbies oh my god were you watching sailor moon ew like i just oh my god it was endless it was endless and then it's like Uh, you know even when you come like you can come to the acceptance and be okay but then when you are ter- interrogated like that it's like you, you retreat back to like no I'm not I'm fine yes. I'm good I, I'm yes not, no, yes I, and no. there's, so, like, it's there's like, so much code switching all the time oh. and then you 
wrap that up with being black as well, already having oh. to navigate that. It's oh. just like, God damn it. It sucks. Oh my God, it sucks. Like, there, and there's just so much work. Like I said before, there's so much work that you have to do to unlearn all of that and to like, and to like and, not and to allow a, your and, trauma to consume you either, which is annoying as well because I didn't ask for this fucking trauma. Okay. Like, it was forced upon me. And so, like, now I have to do the work that other people did. Like, I have to do all this stuff to get through it. And it's like, that's at the end of the day, it's like, well, yes, I'm on. You do. Like, if you want to live your, your live your life, yeah, it sucks. The world sucks. But you do have to, at some point, you have to decide for yourself that you're not going to let these people do this to you anymore. And that you have to, you have to be your own person. And it's such a hard thing to learn. And it's something that I struggle with to this day. There are still people of my life that I that I hide from that I'm not completely myself around and I'm really really trying because I know that the longer that the longer that I allow this to happen the worse and worse it will become as you get older because it just it really I really feel like it I'm not like a psychologist or anything I don't want to be out here self-diagnosing but I just in, in my own humble opinion I really feel like it really has an effect on the personalities of of gay people absolutely like I think that that really it really takes a toll when you are forced to oh. retreat all of the time and uh, try to hide things about yourself and then it, you can only let them out around certain people and you just do that over and over and over and over and over again. I really feel like at some point your brain, I just think that that's not good for the brain. I just don't think that it's good. It's just not, it's tiresome. It's, it's, oh where, man. Where do, you, where do you think the trope of like gay men are shady? They're like, you know, they're like, they're sneaky. They're like, you know, like, where do you think that those type of tropes live in? Like that, that exactly what you're speaking of when you are constantly having to code switch, when you are constantly having to change, when you're constantly having to evolve, when you're constantly having to monitor the way you're walking, when you constantly are like, you know what, in this yes, situation, I'm not going to talk. Walk, when, the way you talk. The way you talk, the way you wear your clothes, the way that you look, your facial expressions. Like how many times in high school school of mine let me just ask you this were classes that you wanted to participate or that you thought would be like so much fun but then you po- you spoke out the scene and then you were like i'm gonna retreat and be the quiet kid that sits in the back oh this happens so many times <laughs> so many times like so like, many times. It, like, I, I remember like being being like in, it's just all the time like even on the bus to school mm-hmm. like being surrounded by a bunch of other straight at least straight presenting because there could have been queer people all over the well, place tra- and right no because I, people were and, it, and it was was and it was uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, for me, I I always this is another thing, and then we'll quickly move. We don't won't quickly, but for me, I always loved the like the start of a new school year because for me it was like oh I would get new clothes and it was like almost as if like I could have a new identity like that's like I like I I lived for the start of a new school year because it was like oh let me get my little uh, old navy track vest let me get my like and you know I'll be mm-hmm. able to like fit in and I mean every year I was sadly disappointed. But, like, you know, like, these are the traumas that, like, we have to deal with. Like, when you see a a, a, a person that might be on the spectrum of the LGBTQ and they don't want to go to school. And, like, you're, like, think like, you just don't know the possibilities of just so many different things. And that, like, that they have to endure. That they have to. And, like, there aren't really resources. There aren't really resources. And especially uh, people of color. Like, I'm speaking, like, when I grew up, like, I had no resources. Like, I had to figure it out. So, like, you know, I, again, it's. It, it fills my heart with joy to know that me living in my truth is giving a play-by-play manual to somebody that's watching me that I have no right. idea is watching me that is like helping them live in a truth like it, but like when I tell you like 
I could literally cry thinking of that. Um, but then at the same time, it's like, well, bitch, that that's a lot of responsibility. Like, you know, it but I, I don't, I, I can't think like that. I won't think like that because I'm, again, I just have to live in my truth. But what? Because I, I mean, think- there's nothing that you can really do. You know what I mean? It is, it's just the reality of the situation. It's like, and that, that's what I was kind of getting at before, where I feel sometimes so frustrated by that, about like the responsibility of it all and about the fact that I have to do all of this work. But we have to, and, and yeah, and the, at the, the same time, the, keep a smile on your face and be happy, and like right. you know, like and, and, and act like remember, nothing's going on. Yeah, and just remember that it is it is all for a greater purpose because a hundred years from now, hopefully, this won't be a thing. Like if people grow up and they're they're queer, let's like okay, and like who gives a shit? Like that's that's the future that we all want. Sadly, we were not blessed to be born in that time where that was already a thing but and you know like i just think about all the people that came before me and what like how it was harder for them mm-hmm. so it's just like i at the same time like as, as frustrated as i am as like a, as, as annoyed as i am that I, I was robbed of certain experiences as a, as a kid like i couldn't i couldn't take anybody that i really wanted to go to mm. dances with i couldn't Child. i couldn't have open crushes i'm like Child. i feel like i'm so <laughs> delayed in all of that because i hid myself for so Oh my god, I'm about to start crying. <laughs> it's the truth, though. Look, for real. Like, and how many times would you be on the phone and you would say they, you would say them? Like, you know, like it, it's all just the like, time. Yeah, like, yes, like that's that's the reality. Like, absolutely. Like, how many times, like, you know that y- you and it like it like pisses me off sometimes because, and I, I love my sister so much, I do, and it, this isn't anything bad about her, but it's just, I mean, she's getting married this year, and sometimes I just feel so. Jealous because I'm like mm. you were allowed to have like you're marrying your high school sweetheart. I could never have one, and like you are, you are you you're, you you have a house. You're you're I'm gonna probably be an uncle within the next two years, and you're about to have all these experiences. And I just feel like where would I be if I were straight? Would that be me too? Would I actually have somebody right now? Or you know, it's just it's just things like that that like it just really bums me out when I think about them but yeah you just have to keep reminding yourself you that you, you can't and ruminate and you just have you to can't. you can't and ruminating. you have to you have to realize one um, Amon that what I've what when I say that I'm on a road to a better Bryce and when I say that I am you know trying to be a better me a lot of that is is breaking down the heterosexual normities that I have in my head and that you have in your head and that like you know like yeah like for instance like you're seeing your sister go through all of that and like you know like that's a heterosexual normity um that is like that is set to the masses and that's that's what we are programmed to say like that is normal that's what it is and that's why you have those feelings of like guilt or or like sadness could this be me but i encourage and i want to empower you to know that like that's not our normal and we are in the process of figuring out what our normal is and that like we are on a path of our own and we've got to create that and like our your love will come your time will come but we are just on a different road and we can't like we can't integrate that time that heterosexual timeline into our life you know and it's like literally having to deconstruct that and it's sad like you know I completely agree with you. I'm, I'm, I grew up watching fairy tales. Like I, I want a wedding. I want like you know here and uh, 
But have me cry. Like, here I am planning my best, helping plan my best friend's wedding. And, like, you don't think that, like, you know, I'm like, well, damn, we the same age. We graduated high school together. This girl right. got a man. She got two kids. She getting married. And I'm still just living in my house by myself with my damn turtle. Like, yes, but I try to take all of that and I try to be like, you know what? I, I'm still just discovering myself. I'm still just, mm-hmm. I, I'm, tr- I'm honestly still learning to love myself. And how selfish would that of me to want to be in a relationship, to want to have children, if, bitch, I don't even truly love myself. How can I give love to somebody else? And so for me, yeah. it's really like, you know, to get out of thinking of, like, what that timeline is. Guess what, bitch? I'm on the timeline of Bryce motherfucking Isaiah. And guess what? That's yes. the timeline. Yes. And that's what it is. And giving ourselves compassion and giving ourselves love and also giving ourselves to say, you know what? Okay. It's okay to be a little sad at that. You know, it's okay to like want that. But guess what? I'm going to want it in my own time. I'm going to want it in my own right. And I'm going to want it for me. And I just, yeah. And that, and that, and, and that's just it. And it's a lot. And the issue is, and it's so funny, Iman, because, like, you know, we talked about this, like, the first time that we were doing the casualty, like, how this is, like, a conversation that we want to have. But, like, again, what were some of the things that we were saying about? We, we All we talked about was fear and, like, how could we present something like this? And look at the way God is just showing up and, like, literally just, like, <laughs> using this conversation for us to, like, to just be ourselves. And, like, it, it, it is what it is. And the issue that I think happens is that these conversations don't happen. And if they do happen, they are people that don't look or sound like us like when i've never like you know for the the black young queer person out there like these type of conversations don't happen and if they do they don't happen often enough and people don't hear them right and so again and and i think it's so like the truth and you revealing that about your sister in the wedding it's like it's how how we all feel but again we don't talk about it we just internalize it and then when we internalize it it manifests itself in like other ways in our life like why do you think like the another trope of like gay men is that they're over sexualized they're just sexual like they like you know because bitch that's all they that's all we know that's all yeah. the media puts down our throat there is no rule book there is no like it, there there is none of that and it's so, so like like the media is so obsessed with the sex of it all and they leave out all of the other stuff they leave out the romance they leave out yes. being in the college and it's like how many times are you watching these Netflix shows that I love like Emily in Paris and um, Euphoria like with Rue telling the story but it's like well bitch when they gonna get a black gay guy that t- to tell my story like I wanna see my love story <laughs> in high school like uh, like what like what like, oh oh they're they're pushing the gay agenda they just want these kids to be gay. like no baby these kids know what's up in high school baby Maybe I knew in fifth grade I was different. Like, stop playing with me. But it's like, again, when I when we say representation matters, it's like, like, why do we always have to follow these high school musicals? Like, why can't we see our own selves on the TV and it be admired, adored, and loved? And like, why can't like, you know, what's that? Uh, Bridgerton. Why? Like, where's my Bridgerton? <laughs> I'm, but I'm so serious. Where is my Bridgerton? Like, that always be my show, and it's like, I love period pieces like that, Amon, I really do, but I, I will be lying if I say when I watch them, I don't get sad, that I don't, like, sometimes yeah. cry, because it's like, that, that could never be me, and why is that? Because, again, we're buying into the heterosexual timeline, the heterosexual normacy, like, you know, where where is the homosexual normacy? Where is the black homosexual queer normacy? Oh, one doesn't exist, and if one did exist, they probably burnt it down and didn't want, want it ever to be seen, so it's like, we are constantly rebuilding, constantly restructuring, constantly trying to, like, just fit in when it's like bitch we don't fit in 
And we never were meant to fit in. And the second that we realize that, the second that we take that power and say, guess what? Bitch, I am different. What's tea? That's when we get our power. That's when we live in our truth. That's when our high school love can come through. That's when I, whatever, when we say, bitch, fuck this. I am not fitting in. I don't want to. Child, you got me preaching. Can I get an amen? <laughs> amen. Woo. I mean, mind you, we got other topics to talk about, but I don't even know, like, if we can even talk about, the, mind you, the topics were, like, somewhat along the lines of this, but I mean, I think this is here to say. I feel like Lil Nas X is, like, you know, it and really all leads child, up into this. And we, we were going to talk about his video and how, like, people are such in open arms and, like, like literally did we not know that we would give, like, the, the biggest segue to his video. Um, it's like, yeah. And little like, little Nas X has a provocative video where he's being androgynous. He's, like, dressing up as male, as a female. Um, he's, like, the devil. He's giving a lap dance to the devil. And people are always like, oh, my God, look at him with the devil. But no, like, do you understand what it's actually signifying? How many times in your life have you gave a lap dance to the devil? Maybe not in that context, but, you know... <laughs> Sometimes you, sometimes you play with fire and it's like, yeah, no. And I think it was so, um, so great. He wrote a letter to his 14 year old self. Um, and let me pull it up so I can read it to y'all because I think that it's important. I think we'll end on that. Oh, I love it so much. Uh, let me just hold on. They do a similar thing on drag race. Like when it gets down to like the final three or four girls, like the old, like RuPaul will hold up. Um, pictures of them when they were really small and say like okay so what would you want to say now to your and that's so powerful so powerful yes so he writes dear 14 year old Montero I wrote a song with our name in it Nas wrote a message uh, Nas wrote in the message it's about a guy I met last summer I know we promised never to come out publicly I know we promised to never be that type of gay person. Hmm, how many times have we said that to ourselves? I know we mm-hmm. promised to die with the secret, but this will open doors for many other queer people to simply exist. To see that it is very scary for me. People will be angry. They will say I'm pushing an agenda. But the truth is, I am. The agenda to make people say to make people stay the fuck out of other people's lives and stop dictating who they should be sending you love from the future little Nas X Mm. is that not like how crazy is that 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 just like literally just like mm. the spirit is moving in this podcast it mm. really is like I'm like uh, it's just I'm I'm so happy that uh, we have I'm just so happy like that, this? that really, yeah, I'm happy that like this is happening and that this conversation is taking place and that someone like Lil Nas X is out there doing that for kids because he did it in such a, a, a way that he knew was going to catch fire. He, and he did, it, he did it that way on purpose. Like that was the point. It's like there are so many people, there are so many kids mm-hmm. that don't come out of these experiences. <sighs> it's a lot. And oh, he, he, man. He even let me just get because he even tweet he even tweeted because he got the girls together with the people. Now, mind you, we ain't talking about the shoes. The shoes we'll get to at another time point. Uh, we're just simply <laughs> talking about his video. Um, and where is it? Can I? I, I swore up. <clears throat> so then, when the video was released and he got a lot of slack and hate, he took to Twitter to say. 
I spent my entire teenage years hating myself because of the shit y'all preached would happen to me because I was gay. So I hope you are mad. Stay mad. Feel the same anger you teach us to have towards ourselves. Yes. 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 He was really, I mean, he was going at it all day on Twitter. As he should. Anybody, like, just anybody could get it. Like, anybody could get it. Like, it didn't matter if it was a celebrity. It didn't matter if it was just some random fan on, like, anybody could get it. And I, I just, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've, I've, I mean, I was, I've always, like, been, like, a, like a, a casual fan of Lil Nas X like I just always figured oh he you know he's just young and up and coming uh, gay rapper good for him this is great I love it but this really just this whole thing for me has really just changed my opinion about him not that it was ever negative but it's just it's right. I have so much admiration for what he's doing because it is scary and it is and it's hard to fight to fight that demon of like, oh my goodness, like what? What if everybody is right? What if I really am the scum of the earth? What if I am going to burn in hell? What if all this stuff is true? And it's just like you have to just learn to let that go and just be who you are, just be who you are. Because the minute if you if you do that in front of other people, it gives them permission to do the same, so that we stop losing people to something so trivial as sexuality like these so many kids that kill themselves before they even get the chance to even live because of the bullshit mm-hmm. that people put on them and it's 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 so over it's so late it's so tired like we have to move forward like are we tired yet can we talk about something else mm. like mm-hmm. so she likes kissing girls he likes kissing boys who gives a shit mm-hmm. who cares and i mean and i know we're trying to get off this topic but it's almost like a the self-fulfilling prophecy in the sense that a lot of the times most of the people that have the loudest opinions about our lifestyle and the way that we live ourselves are nine times out of ten in the life themselves mm-hmm. but they had no role model they saw no positive imagery they saw what other people had to go through and they never wanted to go through it again and they like have internalized it to hate mm-hmm and like or the, or that, the ones that can sort of like get away with being gay without anybody ever finding out, like the the, the ones that are more a straight or a straight presenting or masculine or feminine or whatever it is, whatever the case may be. Whenever you're able to sort of like pass, you're like, oh well, I you know I obviously am doing something right because I'm being accepted by by society, right? Like I'm not engaging in those behaviors, so you shouldn't you shouldn't be allowed to engage in them either. It's like. Girl, if you don't I mean, go right. over there and get your back blown out, like if you don't go over <laughs> there and just do whatever it is that you need to do, like leave Listen. us alone. Like you need to like the last thing that you should be doing as a queer person is trying to tear somebody else that's queer down. Like why? Why? But it, it's self-hate because it's like they that's what they were taught. That's what they saw. That's what they internalized. And like, again, when we say like, like those are the people that really need the most compassion. Those are the people that really like, you know, like those are the people that really need to fucking hug. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like then they try to put it on us. And it's like, no, bitch, that like like I said at the beginning of this, that burden ain't mine to carry. So you could throw that off of me. I, I like that. That what you see and what you believe ain't keep it to yourself okay keep it to yourself because listen 
what is for me and how I live my life is for me and I'm not and again and that's another thing that we've got we have to learn to not let other people's reflection not let other people's like what they thought is like to affect us like no we do that enough in our own head I don't need nobody else's on me and again and and that's a part of the liberation that's the part of the freedom that's the part of saying like you know what am i signing like i'm not even signing up am i you know uh, do i have a, a a bumpy road ahead of me bitch i might but guess what i'm gonna saddle up on this muck horse and i'm gonna get my lasso and i'm gonna whoo, ride it on in on my terms on yes. my conditions and on the love that i have for myself like that's going to be the foundation and I like again, like we have to teach our queer boys and girls to love themselves. Like, you know, again, it's like there's so much focus on sexuality, like all of the sexuality sex. Like th- that's for a moment. Like we like there. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I wish growing up I had somebody to say, like, y- y- love yourself, love who you truly are, love yourself. Like, I. I don't see that enough. I, I like I, and again, which is why I'm in my 30s, really like having to tackle and to deal with all of these things to be like, hmm, why have I never really had a real serious relationship? Like, you know, all of these things that like, yeah, because like I was believing what a relationship should be based on heterosexual normities that don't comply to my life in any way, shape, or form. And then it forces me into a depression because it's like, I'm alone. I don't have anybody. But it's like, no, bitch, that's not the truth. Mm hmm. How many people could have been in your life if you would have been open, if you would have that foundation of love, if you would have had that, like, you know, like, so, yeah, like, again, we have to break these normities. We have to break this whatever. And the only way we can do it is by living in our truth, okay? And by truly saying F you to the people that ain't trying, like, bitch, listen, it's a million other channels on the TV. Why are you tuning into mine? If it ain't for you, bitch, keep it scrolling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I'm confused <laughs> bitch why you, listen wh- like why are you worried about my jeans and my videos on my channel on my cable channel go to another one go to ESPN mm-hmm. go, like you know you listen subscribe somewhere don't subscri- else okay don't listen don't tell me how to run my channel and bitch you don't even subscribe to my channel bitch I'm subscribed bitch I'm the only viewer and that's how we need to look at it <laughs> we are a cable channel and we're the only viewer bitch put the content on your cable channel that you fucking want to see Woo! All right, bitch, let me go, okay? I hear it. I hear it. I'm hearing the word in the scripture. I thought I was was up here giving a casual tea. I didn't know I was up on this podium giving y'all Sunday morning. It is Sunday, so it is Sunday. Well, (laughs) this was uh, an interesting topic. This was not what uh, we had planned, but sometimes you got to let the spirit move. And yeah, this is, again, this is for me all about creating a space that this spirit can move. And so I'm honored to have you on my casual tea, baby boy. um, We'd love to hear your thoughts. I'm sure this is, uh, yeah. So make sure you tweet us, get at us, let us know. But before we go, Amon, let the people know what you you up to, what's going on over there in that Big Brother Canada, what's going on in the drag race, what's the (laughs) Yes, we are still going strong with Big Brother Canada 9 over at RHAP. So you can catch me on the morning updates from time to time. Um, I still have the Drag Race podcast as well with this never-ending season. About to go hop down and record another episode with Liana and Beth later on today. So that'll be coming out um, this week as well. So check that out. As well as my uh, podcast with Matt Ligori about about Glee, the Glee We Watch podcast. We are still doing a bunch of character analysis. So... 
check out all that stuff when you can. You can follow me at Amon Adwin on Twitter. Yes, and Amon has been posting more photos of himself. So let's listen. Let's get let's give they people the roses while they here. I'm I be trying. I'm trying. Amon out. Like, baby, you don't. Have, you last time you posted a photo was 2017. What's going on? I'm like, trying. On. I'm really trying to get into it again. You know, like this. I feel like you know. I think that if anything, this pandemic has really just like helped me appreciate. The, the 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 privilege of just being able to take a photo of an experience. So this this spring and summer, man, expect a popping Instagram from your show. Oh, I'm gonna oh. be on it. <laughs> we, uh, somebody grab that, okay? Because I need that seeing audio. Because <laughs> if, when I don't see it happening, I need to send it to him. Well, this I'm is holding amazing. myself accountable. I will I will go out. I will do things, and I will take pictures. <laughs> yes. And before we go, I just want to say thank you, Amon, for living in your truth and uh, just yeah, just living in your truth and being you. I think that you you inspire me. So I just want to say thank you. And we will thank you, Bryce. You know, Likewise. We will talk soon. Yes. Because it's the casual tea. <laughs> to this week's edition of advice with bryce we're gonna get right into this week's submission hi bryce i need some advice my husband decided a couple months ago that he is growing out a beard and his head hair he wants his head hair to be shoulder length what the hell I've told him over and over and over again to not do it. I even tried to have a serious heart-to-heart asking him not to do this. I've tried to come to some sort of agreement asking him if there's anything I can do, like to sort of negotiate this. He won't budge. Do you think I'm being too critical? If it makes him happy, should I just leave it alone? I do not find him attractive at all with this new look, and the more his hair grows out, the less interested I am to be romantic with him. He doesn't seem to care about being romantic with me. I feel like your advice is going to point out the deeper issue with the relationship and suggest therapy. But if there is anything else you can think of, please let me know. Laura. Thanks, Nasir. And hey, Laura, for such a personal and interesting advice with Bryce. After reading and listening to it, I really think that you are are right about some things, especially towards the end, like, you know, maybe therapy would be great for you and your husband. So, I mean, obviously, I'm going to suggest that. But in listening to you talk about your husband, it really makes me think about, you know, this whole episode of the podcast, Living Your Truth. And I really think that in a relationship, and especially when you're married, that, you know, you guys join as one and you're one and you live your life out together as one. I think that sometimes people forget that you're still an individual. You yourself, Laura, are an individual and your husband is an individual. And when you get married, you guys take vows for better or for worse, for sickness or for health. And I feel like your husband might be on his own journey, like figuring out his self, his hair, hair to men, um, whether it's your beard, whether it's your the head on the top of your hair, can be a sensitive subject. And so I think that you in this situation are looking at it from a wife's standpoint of like my husband, what is he doing? He looking crazy. But I think that you should maybe probably take a step back and give your husband grace and permission to explore 
his hair. You, you know, he might be dealing with some things that you are unaware of, and this could signify something for him. And I think that a lot of your issues that you talk about in the advice with Bryce are very respectfully self-centered and coming from a place of you and how you are feeling to this reaction and not really being a good partner to your husband in the sense of, you know, yes, you know, a part of relationship is intimacy and sex. And another part is being their friend and supporting them. And so in this role, I think, Laura, you need to kind of sort of transform into a friend because a marriage is a multitude of of relationships. It's best friends, it's husband's wife, it's parents, it's different things. And so I think that you need to put on a hat of a supportive friend and really be there for him and during this process I think that you trying to negotiate you know situations with him is really takes everything away from him and more about you and so I think that it's really less about you and more about him now you ask me do I think that you're are you being too critical yes and no you know appearance is everything and you know we are attracted to our partners and we want them to look a certain way but at the same time we want them to feel in the inside how they look on the outside and so I think in the essence of are you being critical yes and not really allowing grace and not really trying to get to the bottom of what's going on and maybe he doesn't even know maybe this is a manifestation of something else going on in his life that he's unaware of and you adding the pressure of I don't like this I don't like you know could only really, you know, make things worse for him. So I think that you could try to be more supportive. Try to, if this is what he's doing, find some styles and looks of how he can wear it and support him in that way. I think that you will be able to unlock more of what's going on with him because remember this is about him nothing about you and yes y'all might be married yes y'all can love each other but he is still an individual just like you are and so I think that you are making it a little bit too much about yourself of how your reaction to what he's doing makes you feel and not thinking about the reaction of what this is doing to him and the pressure that you're putting on him about this so I think again taking yourself out of it and remember that this is your husband your best friend your partner and being that supportive partner allowing him to live in his truth it may be upsetting to you um going through this change for him but again you got to be there to support him just like he's to be there to support you i think that you showing more interest showing more support and thinking you know me i come from a strength-based approach okay you might not like it it may not be for you but help baby boy figure out what is for him go through some styles like oh look at this person with a long beard i like that maybe you could do that maybe you could switch it up like come from a strength-based approach everything that you've detailed to me in the advice of bryce was from a negative standpoint from of what you don't like and how can you change it how like you know and it's not really for you to change it's his hair and so you got to get on board. And so for me, it's like, well, what does like it also what does that say about you? And maybe that's some more work that you can do on yourself as well for being more open, showing more compassion, showing more empathy. And again, it's work for him to figure out what why am I growing my hair? I want like, you know, this quarantine, us being in this pandemic has really shaped and changed a lot of us in different ways. And maybe during this time, he might have hey, like, hey, never in my life would I had this much time to be by myself and just in 
in the house and maybe I can try something I always wanted to try. And I think that we got to get on the side of being a cheerleader. We got to get on the side of wanting to support the baby boy. And I think that you will find in you supporting him can get you to a much better place in the relationship. You might not still like the hair, but again, it's his head and you got to for better or for worse, for sickness or for health, for long or short hair, for beard or no beard. Okay. You got to get on board with that, that that's your man. I got to support him in living in his truth. And I think that that could be a more positive way and a more successful way of getting to the root of what's going on. And it could highlight some more issues in your relationship that you guys need to work on. Relationships are evolving. You know, nobody stays the same. Everyone grows. Sometimes in relationships, he's not the person you might have married at that day. And today he's a different person. And you guess what? You got to put in the work to love and to figure out how you could be a part of this person's today's life. Just like how he has to figure out how he could be a part of your life today. We're evolving creatures. We grow. So you got to give him grace baby girl and you know ain't nothing wrong with a little beer give him some little beer tips if you want but i think that that was a great advice i would love to hear your thoughts on this and purple pants posse let me know your partner your spouse your husband they they, they go for a new look that you're not necessarily feeling what are some of the things that you guys do like here, come on we're a community here we go together so i hope that you got something out of this week's advice with bryce thank you so much laura if you feel like you need advice with bryce please do not hesitate to reach out to the purple pants podcast you can contact Contact Bryce at purplepantspodcast at gmail.com. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me. And just like that, we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. Okay, in my Oprah voice. <laughs> Listen, I'm really excited for this week's Freak of the Week because like all of my Freak of the Weeks, they just be coming to me. They just, I just mind my business and they just find their way onto my phone, onto my Twitter, onto my Instagram. So this week's Freak of the Week before I even go into that, so there are a couple of survivors uh, that are my friends. We didn't play on the same season, but I loved them to death. And some of these people are like uh, Joe Minna and Jeremy Collins. I love them so much because our relationship, if you were to take my phone and look at through our thread of Texas, <laughs> all I do, all we do is <laughs> come at each other. Anytime Jeremy posts something to the Instagram story, I will screenshot it, send it to him and be like, you need to lotion your knee. Or anytime Joe Mena is playing basketball with his son, I'd be like, stop talking trash to my little brother because you can't play anyway. That's just my relationship with these guys, and I love it. And this week's Freak of the Week, my relationship is the same way. It is none other than our baby boy, Davey Reichenbecker from David vs. Goliath. And listen, me and Davey, all we, if, if all text messages ever got released, baby, all we do is crack up at each other and things around us. But listen, I'm just minding my business, Purple Pants Posse. Just minding my business on this good Saturday. You know, it was nice in Philly, so I'm assuming it was nice in Atlanta. And baby, 
Davey took to the Twitter. Listen, baby boy said, I'm vibing to Khalid this Saturday. Okay. And if y'all don't know who Khalid is, y'all missing out because baby, he got some jams. Okay. So I ain't even mad at Davey. Davey. Um, give, okay. Come on, Jocelyn and Stevie. Stevie. Davey. I ain't mad at Davey. Okay. Feeling it this week. But baby, you could tell Davey didn't got a fresh haircut. Okay, you could tell the stimulus didn't hit Davy account because he hit us with this photo shoot of selfies in the car. Okay, and not only it's first of all, okay, the haircut looked great. Davy looks good. It looks like Davy lost a couple of pounds. Davy is killing it. But baby, it's these photos for me. First of all, he posted these two car photos. But anybody that knows anything about taking a selfie, we know that his camera roll probably got about 400 of these shots. Because you know how it is when you take a selfie. You take about a thousand for only one photo. But baby, Davey is feeling himself. He got the little swirl in his fresh cut. But for me, it was the button down shirt. Baby, Davey is sitting in this car and if the shirt has 12 buttons, Davey has at least nine of those buttons unbuttoned you can practically see his navel okay davy was feeling himself so i said you know what let's get this baby boy the freak of the week okay because davy is out here he is a strong member of the purple pants posse and listen he is feeling himself and we know the stimulus check hit because he got a fresh haircut a new shirt okay he was feeling himself so listen y'all know what y'all need to do go to that twitter i tweet davy and flood them comments and let him know we see that stimmy check hit you are definitely freak of the week Listen, if Davey, his nipples, and his belly button are the freak of the week this week, and yes, okay, because his shirt is, his blouse is practically unbuttoned. If Davey is the freak of the week, that means we have come to an end of another great episode. Can't thank you guys enough for listening and supporting. I so appreciate it. But please make sure you subscribe to my podcast, Purple Pants Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. You know Uncle Pookie. You know he got the podcast in the back of his truck. So make it on down to 54th Street and get it from my Uncle Pookie. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you give your baby baby boy some five stars okay write a review and tell a friend to 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 live in your truth because it's a it's a it's a it's the purple pants it's the purple pants it's the purple pants podcast you better get your headphones and listen up quick the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. She's trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. She's trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.